What's up, guys? Hello, and welcome to the Casual Scream. Today, we are doing our episode on the infamous Cecil Hotel. Uh, super excited about this one. My name's Lady Rome, and with me, I have... Shake138. Um, like I said, Cecil Hotel. So there's all kinds of cool stuff about this hotel. Um I know I'm going to talk a lot about it in the episode, but uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of an intro, uh, uh, kind of an idea of what's going on here, uh, we've got a, a hotel that was built in the 20s um, that quickly declined, and once it started to decline, it very quickly became deemed the suicide hotel, so lots of creepy, weird stuff was going on, lots of people killing themselves in this hotel, lots of weird energy. Um, beyond that, a couple serial killers did actually stay and spend time in the Cecil Hotel as actual residents, not just somebody who was laying their head down for a night. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, what else do we have? Um, there's been a, there was a, there's a couple murders there, um, a couple freak accident. Well, not necessarily freak accidents, but like uh, a, a suicide that results in, in the death of another uh, accidentally. Um, there's there's all just there's all kinds of crazy shit in this. There there's even stuff that involves kids as as much as I hate it. But there's a lot of crazy shit with this hotel. And, and fast forward some, then we have a disappearance in, in, in 2013, which went viral social media wise. So um, which was you know it, it was a kind of a big deal. So anyhow, that's uh, kind of like a uh, um, an intro there for you to kind of let you know what's coming up in this episode. So I guess all of that said, we are going to go ahead and jump right into that. Thank you guys for being here today and we hope you like the episode. So enjoy. Today, on the casual screen, we are doing the Cecil Hotel. Pretty cool, huh? Now, here's the thing. I really just had general... And let me see when... Let me just Google this real, real quick. Talk to the people. You just told me I had to shut up. Talk now for just a talk. second. I heard... 
Okay, so that's what I was Herb thinking. Shame, that's what I was thinking. Magnificent <laughs> so this, I have had interest in. Okay, we're done with you. Um, I have had interest in the Cecil Hotel since uh, before the uh, the Eli the Elisa Elisa. We're gonna say Elisa the Elisa Lamb um situation. Um, her situation took place in 2013, which we are going to get to. Um, and I do remember it. Actually, I remember the news coverage. Um, I remember the social media buzz about it. Some of you also may remember this, um, since it wasn't really truly that long ago, wasn't even a decade ago. So a lot of you may remember this. I remember all the traveling that we do in the hotels that we stay in. I rate it from a one to Cecil. <laughs> basically. Well, we've been in some Cecils. Basically, yeah, basically. But anyway, so yeah, it um I, I've I, I've had actually had interest in this prior to that. Um and the reason for that is is for those of you who don't know, and um if you happen to watch American Horror Stories, the the hotel season of American Horror Story is loosely based off of the Cecil Hotel. So they took everything that kind of took place in the Cecil Hotel and made a, a season of the American Horror Story out of um, uh, based off of um, this hotel and, and everything that kind of happened in here. Um, so and we'll also get in, you know, we'll get into um, something like One for instance, hands down. Absolutely. That in 1984. Yeah, absolutely. Great fucking seasons. Um, we'll, oh, we'll definitely, we should, we should review the seasons or we could totally review seasons or do side episodes. Maybe we'll do some side episodes. We'll review episodes. Where or are something. they now? They're still sitting on top of them. <laughs> every time right. So, so anywho, um, even speaking of Ramirez, um, he, which we are going to get into, but um, he, they pay homage to him in um, the American Horror Story season hotel. He's actually um, in an episode, and there's a reason for that, which we're going to get into as far as the history of the Cecil Hotel goes. So um, there, there's it's piqued my interest for quite some time, um, but then the Elisa Lamb situation happened in 2013, went viral. Everything kind of you know like social as far as social media, and then um, the news and whatnot. It just blew up. Um, that whole entire situation did plus everything that was tied to the Cecil hotel along with her situation. So it really just blew up. And that's where a lot of people learned about the Cecil hotel. That's when people's interest truly got like a lot of people got into the whole situation was, you know, perhaps back in 2013. And then here recently they just did the thing on Netflix, um, which has piqued a lot of people's interest currently um even people who didn't even know about the cecil hotel until um uh i want to say it came out that the the cecil hotel was put on excuse me on netflix in, in maybe february the beginning of february um of this year obviously um the podcast channels are going crazy with it yeah, like we just yeah we just listened to Jericho's episode on it. Been big on the like podcast, and we started doing it, and I started listening. If you get a chance, check out Talk Is Jericho because Chris Jericho. Even though I fucking hate Canadians, he's no, I really dig, I really dig Chris Jericho. Um, we've actually for for this particular podcast, we've we've now referenced two of his episodes. We've referenced the Cecil. He he did the Cecil Hotel, and he also did one on Chris Benoit, which was a dear friend of his. So, um, he's gonna do one on Beardo joining us right now. <laughs> What's up? What up, Beardo? What up, Bubba? Um, but yeah, so uh, like I said, there's there's so everybody kind of getting into the Cecil Hotel. That's kind of been a thing for for a time period now. Um, whether it be you just kind of knew the general information prior to American Horror Story or maybe American Horror Story picture interest or the initial 2013 incident with Elisa Lamb or even now currently with with the buzz that's taking place in, in current social media and, and Netflix and all that stuff. So anyways, um, that's kind of that. So yes, thank God I, for social media when it comes to our love for horror because there's so many outlets you can just type it up. Find oh out God! Channel yes. Streaming on, uh -huh. and you we know, back in the day, you remember you have to flip through like the TV guide and see what's coming on TV, praying, hoping now, you would find something. Yeah. Now you just, you know, you want to watch something, you stream it, and that's just. Yeah, like we've actually referenced as far as information goes. Um, we did a lot of Wikipedia. Um, we did a lot of uh, we did ID. 
um, ID channel. Uh, we did um, Netflix. Plus. Yeah, some stuff on the. Yeah, there's a couple things on Discovery Plus, which, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, like they said, the ID channel. So we've actually referenced um, a few different outlets as far as this goes. We normally do, though. Um, I normally, and then podcasts. Um, normally, when I do the research, because I, I have to do research every week. I know basic information about the topics, but I have to actually dig and, and learn real stuff about the topic so that we have content for the entire show. Every but, time we do a show about something, I'm always like, oh, that ain't scary. You know, I would do that. You know, we've been ghost hunting before, and that shit was pretty scary. The Cecil Hotel and all the stories that we've got here documented in our papers. I probably wouldn't fuck with that place one bit. I I maybe walk by, but then if you walk by, you still you know stand a chance of being killed by falling yeah, off. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. that. Yeah. I mean, I just not fuck that. It's, nah. Yeah. So that in the suicide forest in the China. Uh uh, Japan. you got me fucked up. No, we could probably do. We'll do an shit, episode just, on like shit like that, like the suicide forest. Some shit you don't but fuck no. with. I, this is. And the reason we're mentioning that is because this place was actually at one point um, referenced as the Suicide Hotel. People would call it the Suicide Hotel. Um, you know, I'm staying at the Suicide Hotel. So it was, it was literally nicknamed the Suicide Hotel. We're joined by Tom Wood. What up, brother? What's up, homie? Happy Juggalo weekend. Hey. I wish I could have been there. We wish. But happy y'all got to experience it. Um one day shows will get back to me. I know, buy a I know and, for a normal price. And not often. Yeah, so it's just too much stress for me, really. And I, honestly, I can't afford it right now because I haven't worked in two months. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, but yeah, back to the show. So, like I said, Cecil Hotel. Um, the Cecil Hotel was originally built in 1924. Um, it was built as a destination for business travelers and tourists. Um, at the time that it was built, it cost $1.5 million. And of course, this is in 1924. Um, not really sure what that would translate to today, oh, but a fucking, fucking retarded amount of money um, uh, as in today's um you know, in today's uh, aspect or what, what have you. Uh, but anywho, so 1.5 million then, whatever that is today, to complete and build this, this um, what was at the time considered a luxury hotel. You walked in, it was very nice. It was very well decorated. It was beautiful. It was, it was like, like I said, it was meant for um, business travelers and tourists. So it was very upscale at the time. Um, but uh, let's see, about shortly thereafter, um, I, I'd say, you know, within, it was, wasn't even a decade, uh, wasn't even a decade later that the Great Depression took place. Um, and once the Great Depression took place, it, uh, it really kind of tanked everything, um, especially in, in uh, um, downtown uh, LA, which is where this is located. And that's um, why it's closed to this day. Because of the COVID hit and everything, and it's like completely shut down. No, like, I think they're, it was before COVID. They're letting, they're letting these ghost crews and shit come in mm -hmm. there they because did. they need the money. They, like, they, oh, they yeah, finally let ghost adventures go in. Back in the day, they was like, no, nah, you're not doing nothing in here. No video. Mm -hmm. They no. tried. They tried for a, a while to go and investigate. Like when they did their Black Dahlia episode, they tried to go in and. Um, uh, record some of the which you know yeah, the bar we'll get into exactly um but she uh they 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 tried when they did their black dahlia episode they tried to do a little bit of recording there like in the bar and stuff like that and they wouldn't allow it then either um so they've tried there's been a couple times they've reached out to cecil, cecil hotel wanting to do investigation they wouldn't allow it but now that everything is officially closed see i'm getting mixed review i i am getting information plenty of information that states they closed their doors in 2017 that's what i heard and then it's been sold to somebody else the new current owners and developers are wanting to turn it into like housing and stuff like that so there is supposed actual development that's supposed to be taking place right? but we did hear a thing where they were talking about it being um, due to, uh, well, it was, um, what's his face from, it goes to Vigilant Zach Baggins, I can't remember 
we were listening to. Anyways, one of the guys from Ghost Adventures, he was talking about how um, due to COVID that there was nobody in there. It was completely 100%. So I don't know if there were like people that were still like maintaining the place since 2017 or possibly. There's, it's, there's The information isn't 100% clear, but I understand that. Go ahead and check. check. Keep going. It's not open. See, do you see anything about a phone call? Can you call them? To call them? Yeah, no, that's not open, sweetheart. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like they've yanked their phone number, and to my knowledge, it's I don't know though. I don't know. I don't know if it's been reopened and it's already like I don't know. If it was housing, it wouldn't have been closed enough for them to go in and do their investigation. Either way, we're getting off subject. Okay, so like I said, this place was built in 19, uh, 1927. This place had... They got Wii consoles and DVD players for rent. So you can get them for your rent. They've got, you know, 700 rooms. 700 rooms in this place. Um, it's pretty big. Anyways, Great Depression took place. Um, and... and Places tanked, especially places like um, Los Angeles and stuff like that. So, um, you know, business went down. Um, the, the hotel definitely suffered. Um, and then as it declined over the decades and as um, it declined and the area around it declined, the area near nearby, the nearby area then became known as Skid Row. Um, and it became increasingly populated with transients. It became one of the most... Dangerous places to be in America um, is Skid Row in downtown Los Angeles. Um, it's very well known. Um, I mean, as many as 10,000 homeless people live in that area in, in, in like a four mile radius from this from this hotel. So, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty down and, and dirty in that area. It's been well known for things like prostitution and gang related violence, um, robberies, uh, murder. Um, oh gosh, drugs, everything, all any of the bad stuff you can imagine, bad places. That's one of them, one of the worst. Um, let's see. So in 2007, it had went to new to man, to new management, um, and it was refurbished after new owners had taken over. Um, in 2011. Uh, in 2011, it did, it did become rebranded as the Stay On Main. Um, they tried to separate the hotel into two separate locations. One was still the Cecil Hotel. The other portion was now considered Stay On Main. Um, it was about three floors. They separated the place by floors. The first couple floors were tenants. The, the next three floors were the Stay On Main. And the remainder of the higher you went was the Cecil Hotel. Um, the only common area that the tenants would use, whether it be um, you know, like weekend tenants or permanent tenants, you know, whatever. Um, but the people staying, whether they're staying at the Cecil Hotel or stay on Main, um, the only common area they did have was the um, the, uh, the the elevator, the elevator. And and I mentioned that because during the time that it was the stay on Main was actually the time of Elisa Lamb, which we will get into. Um, let's see. In 2014, it was sold to another person, so it, it's kind of been you know tossed around. Um, in, in February 2017, Los Angeles City Council voted to deem the Cecil Hotel a, a historical cultural monument um, because of its representation for the early 20th century American hotel um, and because of its historic uh, <clears throat> significance in the in ad ad agriculture. What are you <laughs> are you trying to show me something? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um. So, anywho, it, it kind of, you know, went around uh, a, a bit, but it did gain a, a quite a bit of reputation over the years for, you know, a lot, of, a lot of things happened in that place as far as violence, murder, suicide, stuff like that. You, you, you pretty much drugs, you name it, 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 prostitution, it all pretty much took place in this hotel. This hotel really kind of went downhill. They did try, though, like I said, you know, back in, 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 in uh, 2011, they tried rebranding. They tried to clean it up, spruce some up, and, and, you know, and do what they could. So, um, let's talk about, you know, kind of kind of some 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 things that that took place here uh we've got uh as far as deaths go so let's talk about 
some shit that you know happened in the Cecil Hotel prior to Elise Lamb. So quite a bit of deaths. Quite a bit of deaths. I don't know if I've like got the actual information as far as how many deaths. Um, oh, there's so many. Like I think I've got documentation. I don't even know how many I've got documentation of here. Um, we're gonna touch base on, on some of them here. So it looks like one of our first documented was on January 27th or 22nd. My apologies, um, 1927. Um, it was Percy Cook. Uh, he was uh, he was 52 years old and he died of suicide, a gunshot to the head. Um, so it looks like on the evening that Cook shot himself in the head while inside of his hotel room after failing it to reconcile with his wife and child. Um, he, he died, you know, of a gunshot to the head. Um, although the times reported that he was rushed to the, uh, receiving hospital with a slim chance of, uh, survival death records revealed that he died the same evening. So that's our first suicide. Second one is November 19th, 1931. WK Norton, 46 years old suicide. We, this one ingested poison. Um, was found dead in his room after ingesting poison capsules. Um, a week prior, he had checked into the Cecil Hotel under the name James Willis from Chicago. Fake name. September of 1932, um, Benjamin Dodich, 25, suicide, gunshot to the head. A maid had found him dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. He did not leave a suicide note. July 1934, St. Louis Borden, D. Borden, 53, uh, suicide. He actually slit his throat. Um, in late July, former medical, um, former Army medical uh, sergeant Borden, Borden was found dead in his room at the Cecil Hotel. He had slashed his own throat with a razor. Um, Borden had left several notes, one of which cited poor health and the, as the reason for his suicide. Okay, let's see. Was this the gal that was potentially... I think this was the gal that might have been fighting with her old man. Um, but it doesn't go into too much detail. Now, yeah, January 1938. Or, or 19... Sorry, March 1937. About to skip them. March 1937, we've got Grace Margot. Um, it, it claims that she fell from the building um i think this is the one where perhaps she was maybe trying to i think she was staying there with her boyfriend um they, i don't think they were fighting so that's why i think he was questioned and he was found you know he was not a suspect but um she fell from the building um she jumped from the building um from ninth story window uh, her fall was broken from telephone wire telephone wires um which were wrapped around her body she later died at the now demolished georgia street receiving hospital police were unable to determine who whether margo's death was the result of an accident or suicide um so did she accident like did he accidentally push were they arguing or were they fighting did he accidentally push her out the window or did she actually jump as result you know and this resulted in suicide so that's it was really deemed they weren't unable to deem it anything january 1938 roy thompson 35 years old he too fell from a building um u.s marine corps fireman thompson jumped from the cecil's top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building he had been staying at the cecil hotel for several weeks so he jumped um from the from the roof and landed on top of a neighboring building so it wasn't just the cecil hotel that had to deal with incidences like this that had to deal with some level of repercussion from you know like even other buildings like i mean you can't just have a body turn up on the top of your building and not have you know like not <laughs> feel some type of way cracked up in a fucking do a dab or smoke <laughs> a cigarette right um it is but yeah so there, there's that i skipped the whole page y'all let's get the whole damn page i'm sorry what the fuck i was like i'm done with this page <laughs> skip these two people fuck them no not fuck them i take that back and i'll speak ill of the dead 
May 1939, we've got Erwin Neblet, 39 years old. He also ingested poison. Um, he was a Navy officer, um, found dead in his room after ingesting poison. January 1940, Dorothy Seeger, 45, also ingested poison. Boy, poison back in the day was pretty fucking accessible right? to get your hands on. Teacher. Um, she was a teacher. Uh, Dorothy ingested poison while staying at the Cecil Hotel and was reported by the LA Times to be near death. No further reports were published about her condition. Her death is listed in Jan at January 12th, 1940 from com. <laughs> I guess there's a, there's a way to look up just so you guys know it's, it's a website called find findadeath.com so if you're looking for an obituary there you go all right okay phew, this is a word this is a rough one um this is um this involves a baby so if you guys are really sensitive you might want to roll D's you might want to go make yourself you might want to milk bath and come back in five yeah or or mute it for a minute if you're sensitive to things that involve children this involves a baby an infant september 1944 there was a gal staying there named dorothy jean purcell dorothy jean was staying with her boyfriend who was a shoe salesman his name was ben levine um he was 38 and, and dorothy was uh 19. uh anywho she um had woke up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom um, and found that she was in an immense amount of pain. She had no idea she was actually pregnant and she was going into labor. Um, she later testified that she did not want to disrupt the sleeping of Levine, her, her boyfriend. She didn't want to disrupt, disrupt him. So she went to the bathroom um, she used the bathroom, wondering what was going on. Uh, she had, and she had given birth to a little baby boy. She claims she thought the baby was dead. Um, people believe that she potentially freaked out and, and you know figured this was the easiest way to dispose of. Either way, she thought the baby was dead at the time, and she threw him out the window. Um, he landed on the roof to an adjacent building. So now we've got a, a man who's jumped from the roof um, on an adjacent building. And then this baby, she tossed out the window, an infant, a brand new hours, not even hours, minutes old infant that she literally threw out the window from her body out the window and it landed, he landed on an adjacent building. So they too had a dead, they had a dead baby on their roof. Boy, that's a fucking yeet and a half. That's there. a fucking yeet. Yeah, that's, that's mortifying. Um, she was charged, she was originally charged with murder, but three psychiatrists testified that she was mentally confused at the time of the incident. And on January, in January, 1945, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. That makes me kind of sick. Just saying, but whatever that happened. <clears throat> now, 19, um, November, 1974. Uh, Robert Smith, 35, he fell from the building. Um, he uh, jumped from one of the seventh floor windows. So he had jumped from the building. October 22nd, 1954. Um, Helene Gurney, she was 55 years old. She too also jumped from the building. Um, she jumped from her seventh floor room and landed on the top of the Cecil Hotel's marquee. So the marquee for itself, you know, you know, like <laughs> you walk up and it's the marquee for the hotel. That's where she landed on. God, damn. Could you imagine walking down the street? <sighs> so anywho, um, she landed on top of the Cecil's, uh, the Cecil Hotel's marquee. Uh, one week prior, she had registered at the hotel under the name Margaret Brown. So uh, again, another another false name here. Uh, February eleventh, nineteen sixty-two. Uh, we've got Julia Francis Moore. She was fifty. Uh, she also jumped from the building. Um, 
her eighth floor window. So she jumped from an eighth floor window and landed on the second story and tore it. Oh, excuse me. The second story interior light well. Um, <laughs> people jumping off of buildings and landing on shit. I just could not even imagine. Um, but yeah, so she jumped off the her eight from her eighth room room or eighth floor room and landed on the secondary story interior light well. She did not leave a suicide note. Among her positions were a bus ticket from St. Louis, uh, fifty nine cents in change, and an Illinois bank book showing a balance of eighteen hundred dollars. <sighs> this is the one. God, this one's fucked up. Just imagine walking down the street on October 12, 1962. You're enjoying your, your brisk walk down the sidewalk of you know the lovely neighborhood that is Skid Row. And you're just walking. You're just a little old man. You're 65 years old and you're just a walking. And out of nowhere, a woman falls from the building and lands on top of you and kills you. Pauline Otten, 27 years old, also jumped from the building. And when she jumped from the building, she was in an argument with her husband, with her estranged husband, Dewey. His name was Dewey. <laughs> uh, he had left the room, supposedly. He claims he left the room. And at that point, she decided she was going to jump from the window. When she jumped from the window, she landed on top of George G Giannini. Did I say that right? Giannini. George Giannini, he was 65 years old and he was just simply walking down the street, walking on the sidewalk, happened to be walking past the Cecil Hotel at the wrong time. She jumped from the ninth story window and landed directly on top of him, killing both of them instantly. Um, the police had instantly initially thought that um, um, that they had both killed themselves at the, you know like it was like a double suicide or something um, until they realized that Janini still had his hands in his pockets um, when they when they found him when they came to the scene he still had his hands in his pockets <sighs> so so much so much death Isn't that crazy is that crazy could you imagine could any of you imagine? Walking down the damn street. It's never money falling from the sky. It's always people. It's just people, you know? Whatever. Okay. June 4th, 1964. I can't say this name. Jacques V. Eilinger. Is that her name? Okay. She's also known as Pigeon Gaudy. Gaudy. <laughs> Pigeon Goldie. She was 29 years old and she was murdered. Um, she had been stabbed, beaten, and raped. When a hotel, a hotel discover, or, pardon me, she was a, a a neighborhood gal who everybody knew her as Pigeon Goldie. She would feed all the pigeons. She was like, um, 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 um what's the movie? What's that movie? Um, Home Alone. Home Alone. Uh, with the pigeon lady who Lost who would yeah who would feed the pigeons. She was much like that, like just a nice little pigeon lady who fed the pigeons. Uh, well, not even old. She was twenty nine years old. Shit, she was younger than me. Um, anywho. She uh, was known as Pigeon Goldie, and like I said, she was stabbed, beaten, and raped. Um, a, a, an employee, a worker, had found her. Um, a, a She was a retired telephone operator. Retired? It says she's 29, so I'm not real sure what she's doing retiring at 29, but a retired telephone operator dead in her room. She had been beat, raped, and stabbed, um, and her room had been completely ransacked. Um so depressing. There's about 17 to 18 deaths is the death toll number. Yeah, roughly. I thought it was higher than that. But... Oh. Um, December 20th, 1975, Allison Lowell, she was approximately 23. Uh, she fell from the building as well. Um, they, they named her Allison Lowell. She's unidentified. Um, that's why it says approximately 23. Uh, but she jumped from the building. It's a still unidentified woman. Jumped from a 12th floor window at the Cecil's second floor roof. She had registered at the hotel on December 16th under the same name Allison Lowell. And was staying in room 327. So she... Another fake name. September 1st, 1992, approximately 20 to 30 years old, um, also jumped from the building. 
The body of an African-American man was found in the alley behind the Cecil. Police said he'd either fallen, jumped, or been pushed from the hotel's 15th floor. The 20 to 30-year-old male was never had never been identified. Um, and then that brings us to Elisa Lamb, which is where my husband's going to help because I need him to wake up. He be sleeping. He be sleeping. You're sitting here with your eyes closed. <laughs> so, that said, let's go ahead and touch base on all that. Wait, wait, wait. Just one second before we jump into Elisa Lamb. You want to talk about real quick? Let's talk about these guys. So, um, in night, to just, let's just touch base real quick. Um, another thing that had happened in the hotel is there were a couple serial killers who also um, stayed at the hotel during its time that it was open. That I'm just tying things in. Like, there's a lot of a lot of foul play that takes place here. There's a lot of bad negative energy here. There's a lot of you know, like if you happen to believe in spirits or if you believe in um, supernatural and stuff like that. They they claim this place is extremely haunted and stuff. You know, there's there's a lot of stories behind this place. Um, so there were actually there's there's a lot of evil. Um, and, and that would literally go out and do his murders and shit during 1985. Come back, come back all bloody and go in the alley shit. and strip all his clothes off. Drawers, butt naked except butt, for his underwear, you know, still with blood on him. Blood covered on him, carrying this place was him. so like run down and so like ghetto. And nobody and even noticed him, nobody paid attention he to him, straight up covered in blood right to his room like it was no thing. And nobody said a fucking word to him while he was out doing his killings because this place was so run down. It was, I mean, it was right there on Skid Row, you know, like she had her scooter wrecked, she had blood above her eyes on her hands. I was terrified. I legit didn't want the bear from Missouri. I didn't want the cops to think that, you know, I didn't want you to get in any trouble. I look crazy. I'm going to physically assault you live. Sure, I'm Anyways, so yeah, during 1985, the night stalker himself was a tenant and stayed. For a while, not just a night or two, he actually stayed there. And, and like Shape had mentioned, he he did some some of his killing from from that hotel, not in the hotel, because um, those of you who know or or you know watched our episode on Richard Ramirez, um, he uh, he he didn't do anything at the hotel, but but he did. Like he said, he would come back covered in blood and just ditch his clothes in the trash can right outside the hotel, take his clothes off and walk through the halls of the hallway in his underwear, covered in blood. Nobody even batted an eyelash at him. Also, shortly thereafter, um, his, I want to say like in the early 90s, like 91, something like that. Can you say his name? Because it's not, it's like Australian. This guy's Australian for one. We're going to discuss that. Jack Unterweger. Unterweger. Okay. So Jack Unterweger or Weger, he was from Australia and he was actually convicted of murder in Australia. Um, he had murdered at least a woman, if not more. I don't know really his history in Australia, but he was he had he had done time in prison. He went to prison for murder. He had murdered a woman and, and strangled her to death with her bra strap, with her bra. Um, so he choked her out and strangled her to death with her bra in Australia and he was doing time and while he was doing time in Australia He was writing he was he was doing a lot of writing in there like, you know, like um Like book writing not, not like journal writing, but like he was like writing writing while he was in prison and they had taken notice to his writing and and somebody um, in, in their judicial system in fucking Australia uh, It was Australia, right? Or was it Austria? Might have been Austria. One of them, two countries. Sorry to offend you if you're Australian or Austrian. Austrian? Austrian? Is it Austrian? Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, so this guy, wherever he, wherever he was incarcerated, they decided that due to his fantastic, magnificent writing, that they should, I, I guess, pardon him um, and release him. Release him so that he can go be an author. An author. An author. An author, God damn, I can't talk. Um, so he can be an author um, and write for the world. So he can write books and memoirs and fucking what have you. Um, so he kills a woman, gets released because he's such a wonderful writer, and he he starts writing like 
like he he starts like actually journaling and writing in, in this country and and so then he comes here to america on an assignment to write and when he gets here he goes to the cecil hotel and he checks in and he decides to stay there and this is like early 90s if i'm not mistaken and during this time that he's staying there he's he's sitting here on an assignment a journaling assignment so you know i guess nobody's like doing background checks on him or anything and he gets to ride with the la police department the force and he's literally doing fucking ride-alongs with the police and the police are taking him to the 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 prostitute areas and the the places with the most crime because he's writing about true crime in los angeles um that's what his subject's about so they're taking him on all these, all these rides and showing him where like everybody's at and all the prostitutes are staying and stuff like that and then he starts going on ride-alongs to some murders where he's finding dead bodies and guess how these people were killed People were killed because they were they were women strangled with their own bra straps, strangled with their own bras. Is his eyes that got closed, guys? Because he'll say they're not. <laughs> so, anyways, huh? Um, but yeah, no, this guy was legit going on these fucking ride-alongs, and he was popping up at these murders where these women were killed. There were, I think, three um, American women who were killed with bra straps that were tied and he, he, he was choking these bitches and lo and behold it's him it's fucking him this man was literally incarcerated in this other country for fucking the exact same thing he came here and done while he was attempting to write a book and doing fucking police ride logs like they were literally buttering the fucking bread for him like it's insane i can't believe i cannot believe that fucking happened I, it's absolutely mind-blowing um but yeah so there's that um, so that's some more evil that's kind of behind there. So you got all these deaths, all these murders, like, well, I guess not murders, but you got all this death, the suicide, um, possible hauntings, um, cause people mentioned a lot of paranormal activity and stuff like that. Um, and then you've got Richard Ramirez, you've got Jack Underweger, um, you've got all kinds of evil just within the walls of this building. And, and, and that now leads us to Elisa Lamb, which brings us to my beautiful co-host shape 138 so i'll let him take the floor on this one guys <sighs> we know ramirez was like pretty much the most famous like murder serial killer from there let's talk about like the most notorious the, yeah like infamous uh the most, missing persons yeah the one that really took the public by storm. She was missing. She was like deemed missing for like two weeks or something like that. Let's see. So. Name was Alyssa Lamb. She was born April 30th, 1991. Um, the reason she probably died is because she's from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> Canadians are soft. Can't handle it. Oh my God. Um, she wanted to go. Uh, she wanted to leave Canada, which a lot of Canadians probably do because it sucks there. But, but she wanted to travel, and she wanted to do uh, a West Coast little vacation. So she mapped all the places that she was going to go. Uh, and San Diego was her first stop that she went to. You know, yeah. she, she, the the only way she was able to go, though, is that she kept in contact every day with her parents. And she did San Diego. She'd call him every day, mm -hmm. let him know how the trip was going. You know, uh, leaves San Diego, goes to LA, checks into the Cecil Hotel. You know, every, days are going by. You know, I think she went meant to stay there. She had reserved the room for four days. Uh, first day, you know, she checked in with her parents. You know, um, second day and then all of a sudden just poof she vanishes mm. and uh, parents get a little worried uh, that she's not calling and checking in and you know the the parents suspected something really bad had happened to her. Uh, 
disappearance right here. Very weird kind of to pick up. Yeah. You know, the hotel worker said they seen Lamb that day and she was alone. Outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, a manager of the nearby bookstore, was the only person who recalled seeing her that day. She was outgoing, very lively, and very friendly. See, once they found uh, this poor girl, uh, Miss Lamb, they, they thought it was a suicide. And you know, she was out. Uh, they seen her the day of the disappearance. She was buying gifts and stuff they were like no there wouldn't be a suicide she wouldn't be out buying gifts and stuff if she was uh, committed suicide so the police searched the hotel to the extent they legally could they searched lamb's room and had dogs go through the building including the rooftop uh, but the canines were unsuccessful in detecting her scent but we didn't search every room sergeant rudy lopez said later we could only do that if we had probable cause to believe a crime had been committed on February 6th, a week after Lamb had been seen, the LAPD decided more help was needed. Flyers with her image were posted in the neighborhood and online. Uh, it brought the case to the public's attention through the media. On February 15th, after another week with no sign of Lamb, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting we were taking one of the Cecil's elevator. Real fucking weird behavior. Oh my gosh, for those of you who haven't seen the video, um, I'm going to figure out one of these things how to add videos and stuff. There's a video. Just look it up if you haven't seen it um, on YouTube. Just look up Elisa Lamb. That would be cool. Um, yeah. Um, and it'll show the video of her and, and the way she's acting in this elevator. It's creepy as fuck. It, it's she's like, like she's dodging stuff and she sees stuff. It's like she's popping in and out. The elevator door won't close. The whole time the elevator door just doesn't close. Um, and she's like acting really weird and really like like it looks like she's talking to something but then it's like she's not and then it looks like she's like hiding in the elevator and then she pushes like a bunch of buttons and the elevator door will not close um but then there's also like you probably can't even see this photo um of this this is the elevator photo for those of you who can see it and down here at the very bottom right here is the timestamp. okay for those of you who have seen a video like that that's a timestamp. Um, and when you watch a video um, of surveillance running, you'll see the little date and the timestamp. You see the timestamp going. One thing when people dug this, this when they dis dissected this video, literally tore it apart, was one thing people realize is that that timestamp appears to be blurred. It appears to be altered. Um, it appears to be that it is has been altered to where you can't read it because it's unread. It's it's not legible at all. Nobody's able to to make any any sense of it. And in addition to that, you can't see the actual numbers you're not watching the actual number characters go but if you're watching like because you can still see it moving it's just blurred you can't see the times the actual numbers but you can still see that it's moving it's just blurred but if you watch the way those blurs are moving they're not moving in an actual sequence that seconds would run the, so it looks like somebody has edited this video to where they've cut scenes of the video out so you're watching and it's like we're losing seconds there's times where the video is just like it's not like you know it's not like a constant flow of time like seconds like this there, there's times where it's kind of like you know it's like going fast and it'll stop and it'll jerk and then at the very end when she goes out of scene from this elevator right here and you see her walk away the elevator door finally closes but when it closes the very first like six seconds of that elevator door closing are completely gone it's completely chopped if you watch that video you'll watch the video the the her walk away and then the elevator door start to close but it literally jumps like six inches or something like that like then it closes nice and slowly like an elevator would. So if you watch it yourself, it literally looks like the video has been tampered with. There's so much reason to think the video has been tampered with. Anyways, proceed. I'm so sorry I had to take over for a second. Well, so during the search for like, guests at the hotel began complaining about low water pressure. Some later claimed that their water was colored black and had an unusual taste. Hmm. On the morning of February 19th, Santiago Lopez, a hotel maintenance worker, found Lamb's body in one of the four 1,000-gallon uh, tanks located on the top of the roof. He had went up to check the water pressure because the, the manager at the time 
had gotten all these reports that, you know, the water pressure was down and the water tasted funny and it was a little discolored. So she asked him to go up and take, they had roof. Motherfuckers were bathing and drinking corpse. Corpse, corpse water. Um, they have these giant water tanks. They've got four of them on the top of the building, which a lot of places don't use anything like that these days, but they still did. Um, and it happened to be that her body was inside of that tank, uh, a water tank, a water tank that she would have had to have climbed X amount of stories. Um, the, the only exit without her glasses. She they didn't have her glasses. Her, they found her glasses in her hotel room. Her passport, all her money, her wallet, her everything medication, was everything was in the room. Um, so she, in order to gain access to this roof through the stairs, she would have had to either sound an alarm or have key access to get to the roof easily. Otherwise, she had to climb a fire escape, which this is, we're talking 15 floors Without up. Without her glasses. With no glasses. Um, you know, like fucking fire escape ladders. Like, this is no bullshit ladders. This is something I couldn't even imagine climbing 15 stories. Not 15 oh, feet, well, 15 stories. Some bitches if placed on fire. Then she gets into the tank. She gets up to the tank, which if you look at the footage, these fucking tanks are huge tanks. Like, something not very easy. It would have taken... So much. So, so anyway, she gets up to the tank. She gets the tank open. She gets herself inside the tank. There's naked. no ladders. She would have just dropped herself into the tank. Also, she's naked. She's naked. She, her clothing was found in the tank with her. So she took her clothes off and got in the tank with her clothes. Or she took her clothes off in the tank. Um, the tank lid was closed, so she would have had to drop inside the tank and then finally managed to get the lid to close it down on top of herself. And um, what else? They mentioned something about if you, a lot of drowning bodies are found face down, floating face down. Um, and in this case, the gentleman, the maintenance man who had went up and checked the, the tanks, he reported seeing her with her face up. So when he found her face up, that indicated a, a, a possible indication of she was already dead prior to possible indication. Nothing had ever came of it. It was ruled and deemed an accidental drowning. But just so you know, like that was something that was mentioned. Um, anywho, go ahead. Oh, yeah, when they found her, her body was, you know, moderately decomposed. She had started to bloat. The autopsy um, report and its conclusions were also questioned based on the incomplete information. For instance, it does not say what the results of the rape kit and fingernail kit were, or even if they were processed. It also records subcutaneous pulling of blood in Lamb's anal area, which some uh, observers suggest was a sign of sexual, sexual abuse. Assault. One pathologist noted it could have also resulted from bloating in the corpse, the course of the body's decomposition, and her rectum was also prolapsed. Even the coroner's path, path, pathologist appeared to be ambient about their conclusion that Lamb's death was accidental. Since her death, her Tumblr blog was updated, mm -hmm. presumably through Tumblr's K option that allows posts to automatically publish itself when the user is away. Her phone was not found either with her body or the hotel room. It has been soon to have been stolen at some time around her death. Uh, whether the continued updates of her blog were facilitated by the theft of her phone, the work of a asshole. <laughs> hacker. And hacker. Words of a hacker or a raw D. <laughs> or through the queue is not known, nor is it known whether the updates are related to her death. Um, there's been litigation since then. In September 2013, Lamb's parents fired a wrongful death suit claiming the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and other hotel guests and seeking unspecified damages and burial costs. The hotel argued it could not have reasonably foreseen that Lamb might have entered the water tanks since it remained unknown how Lamb got to the water tank. No liability could be assigned for failing to prevent it. In 2015, the suit was dismissed. I'd have to go with the judge on that one. She'd be like, hey, man, it's my hotel, but I ain't telling a bitch to climb up there and get in the water tower. And I, they, they, I, well, had, a lo I had it locked. I had it locked. He, he fucking sued that demon. 
Some shit. No, no, no. It wasn't me. If you found her in the water, was it me? When she told it in the water, was it me? A lot. Just a ridiculous amount. Um, Picture this name was in butt naked floating in the hotel pool. Wow. This is a hotel. So what do you guys think? That's that's pretty much every that, and that's a lot. And like I said, since then I think that they've closed it down. Nine out of ten on a fear factor. Zero out of ten would my fat ass go in that season hotel. Hmm. I would not. It is corpse suit and just nope, nope. I'm like, oh, well, we've cleaned it up since then. No, you still had dead body water flowing through your pipes. I'm good. I ain't messing with them demons. I ain't messing with no mm-hmm. ghosts. I ain't messing with none of that shit. Only thing that get me in there is if Lady Gaga was like, I'll fucking bite your neck and turn you into a vampire and be my sex slave. He said he shingled mm-hmm. roofs and, and trying to imagine fumbling a dead body up a ladder. And I get that. I get that. There's a lot of things that make it seem like, you know, she did it herself. But there's a lot of things that do make it seem like it's foul play. I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard. It, I just, I don't know. Oh, there's I've all- done shingles up the one rack, man. Um, and this ladder's enclosed, man. It's the fire escape like ladder. Right. So, I mean, you got, I mean, if anybody's, I wish, well, you, can't, you can't share that picture. No. Get on Google and look at the ladder that they're talking about. It's in case like you would see on TV, you know, like the cops and robbers, the robber makes his way up. You ain't carrying no goddamn body up that. And no blind bitch is climbing up there either. It's it's something, man. Yeah, it's pretty intense. That place is just, man. A lot of questions that will never (laughs) be answered. A lot of questions that will never be answered. Um, I wonder if they are going to like, you know, renovate and still use the building because I know that it's like, like I mentioned, it's been deemed part of like historical society now, like, um, like a historical monument, um, representing the, the 1920 boom in, in LA. So they're not just gonna tear it down. I know that much. Um, and like I said, the new, the new owners wanted to, to, um, um, I don't want to say rebrand. Rebuild, refurbish. When they try to change the name on town, like just stay. In. Stay, stay on Main. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. When they when they tried to separate it, because what they did was they had they they had to leave the, the portion for the tenants. They weren't allowed to remove that by law. Um, so they left the first two level the first two layers the first two levels one and two were tenants. Three, four, and five were the stay on Main, and then six to. Th- 15 or 14 or whatever missing level 13 of course um but those those levels there um were the cecil hotel so when they when they rebranded they 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 because they couldn't afford to rebrand the entire hotel you know plus the tenant situation so they just figured they took three floors and rebranded that so all of that was redone that was updated this that and the other and then you had a cheaper option above it (laughs) they even had two separate lobbies the only thing that they shared, though, in common was that hotel, that elevator. Talk about the elevator um, game. Like, there's all kinds of weird conspiracies. There's a ton of conspiracies about what people think happened to Elisa Lamb. People think that it might have been government-related and that she blew the whistle on something and somebody with an invisible cloak um, killed her. Um, they think that it had to do with a game, an elevator game, where if you go in and you push a sequence of buttons on the elevator, that um, it will somehow unlock like a portal, um, like a ghostly portal. And, and, um, you know, you got to find your way out of it, basically. Um, And then there are um, people who believe that she, because she did, she was taking medication for um, mental disorders, um, such as depression and and, and stuff like that. And they thought that maybe she was... Everything. Nothing was she was no, no, she was no on, not on drugs. Nothing. She was on her medication, but they they claim a lot of people claim that she just had a mental break, you know, and and, and blame they they think, or who knows, maybe she was influenced by something supernatural in that building. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that people really believe. There are a lot of people that believe a lot of different things happened to that that girl. Um, so Maybe honestly, I, I, it could have been. Who knows? You know. Um, 
but yeah, so uh, it's a pretty, pretty interesting, You're pretty interesting. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And like he said, a thing I didn't mention, um, sorry, uh, uh, um, uh, black, uh, the, the black Dahlia, um, she was last seen. She was last, uh, seen in, in the, um, hotel bar there. Um, and, and, uh, so yeah, she, they, they, there are people that claim that she, even she, um, that her presence had still been seen or felt or noticed in that building. Um, because a lot of people think that was the last place that she was alive. Um, and that she was murdered, you know, not far from there. So, which is something we're going to do an episode on. <laughs> we will do a Black Dolly episode. But, so yeah. So, we're up on Netflix to watch this season hotel shit they got. Yeah, it's pretty good. They got stuff on ID. Um, they got a lot of stuff on um, Discovery Plus. They got the on Netflix. Um... I'm trying to think if there's anything on Amazon Prime. I'm trying to try and find out about the ID thing. I can't remember. Anyways, but yeah, no, just just look up some shit, you know. And if you don't know anything, and if you're just now learning about a lot of this, um, throughout this week, you can come back to this this uh, broadcast into the comments. Leave a comment what your theory is of what happened. We'll discuss it a little For bit. Sure. At the first of the beginning of next week's episode. Wow. But yeah, so I mean, there you have it. There's the Cecil Hotel. A lot of fucking crazy shit. A lot of a lot of unexplained stuff. A lot of a lot of scary stuff. A lot of uh, negative. Like I said in the beginning, very negative place. Um, I can't even imagine what like the air must feel like there. Oh, and also one that we. Haven't had a chance to watch yet, but if you guys are interested in watching it, and, and a lot of you, I'm sure, are into this sort of thing, but Ghost Adventures did go in. They were finally able to, they were granted entry, um, and they were able to do a lockdown inside the Cecil Hotel. Um, so, and very recently, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was during COVID, uh, during the COVID lockdown. So, definitely check that out if you get, and they did it, they, they stayed there for like 10 days. Um, they filmed for like 10 days, so they had two hours worth of footage put together uh, uh, for that episode. So if you guys are interested in that sort of thing too, because they, uh, from what I hear, they got quite a bit of, you know, they got uh, quite a bit of good responses from there. So if you guys are interested, check that out too. We're probably going to watch it as well. Um, maybe, who knows, maybe Monday or something. I know. Um, but yeah, so there you have it. We hope you guys loved this episode. I enjoyed doing it because um, like I said, it's piqued my interest since God, a decade, 10 years ago. So, um, I, I, I loved it. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Um, and thank you for all the shares and stuff. I'm looking, I got, it's looking like we got quite a, quite a bit of shares here. So thank you guys for jamming that motherfucker. Thanks, Max Terry, for the comedy relief throughout the comments. Get me away. And, uh, and thank you for the dope ass <laughs> little, uh, review you just gave. You said that's pretty wild. Great investigating for your podcast. Very thank you. Thrilled. Appreciate that, man. It's a high compliment. We take that to heart. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I do a lot of work here. Um, I, like I said, I really enjoy doing it. It's kind of like a hobby. Like we, I, I learn more than what I know, um, and I like doing the research. I like learning. Then we just walk around yeah. all week with the most useless fucking knowledge. Pretty much. We'll be at the grocery store. Telling people. And be like, hey, man, did you know that fucking uh, people drink fucking dead body fuck. soup? Literally, people don't care. But we tell everybody, like at work, like we'll be just these people don't watch our shit. They don't care. And a lot of people, like like we people we work with, they're not like super you don't know and stuff me. like that. You don't know me. They don't. They don't do horror. But we will tell them. We'll tell them all kinds of shit about this stuff. And they're like, you're looking at our coworkers, and they're like mortified. And we're like into it and shit. I'm like, I'm so sorry. You guys don't even care. <laughs> like, Those people don't matter right now because they ain't signing paychecks. You people matter. You guys that do the sharing and the caring. And the reacting and the commenting. Yeah, the ones that we, we do it for. Seriously man. appreciate you guys. I, I couldn't be more grateful for all of you. You guys are all great friends of ours, great family. We love you guys. You guys are our people. Um and yeah, this fucking love and support is unbelievable. So anyways, um, so next week, I don't know you what see the fuck us I'm gonna do. Show. You see us at the gathering, come up, chop it up with us, we'll all drink some water. Get hydrated together. So next week we have just decided we're going to do the original creep show. 
So get ready for that, guys. We're gonna review the original Creep Show. So get since you stuck it out with us out, and hung out with us, your Jiffy Pop popcorn, your knee. Let high. me get some heart reacts if you guys want to see um, us do the original Creep Show. We're taking it back to heart the reacts, 80s. Heart reacts. Heart reacts. Come on. Come on, guys. I mean, I know some motherfuckers have been requesting and requesting us to do Creep Show. So here you go. I just need some heart reacts. All eight of me watching. At least give us a fucking blue thumb. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. There we go. There's some hearts. <laughs> Creep show it is. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for real. Um, so I'll probably hopefully post that damn flyer in the next couple of days. I know I've been sucking so much lately, y'all. I need help. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll get that flyer posted. Max if you guys... Some creep show. Nope. Um, if you guys wouldn't mind helping me share the flyers, that would be cool. But yeah, so we're gonna do creep show next Sunday. So look forward to that. And if you guys want, check it out. Um, watch the original, and you guys can join the party with us next Sunday. So we will see y'all next Sunday at nine. Um, in the meantime, we hope you guys have a fucking bomb ass week. Keep it casual. We love Thanks you guys. Too. Um, no injuries. Yeah, stay safe. No injuries. I'm on the mend. You guys stay safe. Um, we love y'all. See you next weekend. Hashtag fuck.